Welcome to Parenting Today's Teens, a daily podcast that provides stories, insights, and wisdom to help you gain a deeper relationship with your teen. On today's episode, Mark Gregston sits down for a conversation with a couple of Heartlight's teens. For the past two decades, Heartlight has become the country's premier residential counseling center and boarding school for struggling teens. Founded in 1998 by Mark Gregston and his wife Jan, Heartlight is a program that not only modifies behavior, but one that seeks to offer a unique transformative journey through a relational experience that offers counseling, small group therapy, academics, and activities. We hope you find encouragement as you listen to these stories today. Ava, thanks for being a part of the program. Tell me a little bit. I'm, how did you end up from South Dakota all the way to Heartlight? What, well, what was going on? Oh, oh, man. Well, there's this really long story of <laughs> me just feeling bad about myself all the time. It started when I was a little kid. I'd watch yeah. these TV shows and I'd be like, oh, well, I really just want to be like the bad person like in the show because as in Hannah Montana, like there were these mean girls and everyone loved the mean girls, but no one liked Miley Cyrus. So I always wanted to be like the mean girls. And so that's how I was throughout my life. And I always tried to be someone that I wasn't to feel liked and Okay, that. what was that about? I mean, where did that come from? How do you, <laughs> how do you say, I want to be one of the mean girls? Well, I just felt like... Everyone, that's how you made friends because I saw it in these TV shows I was watching and I was like, oh, that's how I'm supposed to make friends. And that's wow. how I learned how to make friends really was wow. kind of like being intimidating. And yeah. so, so that, it didn't work too well. Oh, not really. But well, um, I mean, so what went wrong? When did you realize, hey, this, this style of relating isn't working well? Well, in elementary school, I didn't really have a lot of friends. I just mm. kind of wasn't connecting with anyone. Well, I, I wonder just, why. Because oh, you're yeah, being the mean girl. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, was, I mean, I was pretty mean. I was throwing rocks at kids, and I'd just be mean, call people. I'd call other wow. girls rude names, and I was just such a, I was a brat. Wow. And I just, I don't know. My parents started realizing it, and I'd start lying and exaggerating yeah. these stories because I just felt like who I really was wasn't good enough. And You think that was an attention thing? I just wanted to get attention from somebody else? Uh, I think it was more so like I want to feel like people are not noticing me, but liking me. Like I want people to love me and like mm. enjoy being around me. And I thought that if I lied and exaggerated and was the mean girl, because everyone else like yeah, these yeah, yeah. other girls on these TV shows that were mean. And I guess that's what these shows were portraying was like the mean girl. And that's how you should be. Have friends. you ever thought about why you felt you needed that? It's kind of like yeah. if somebody comes up to me and, and I'm not hungry and they say, do you want a hamburger? No, I'm not hungry. Yeah. But there's some people that go, sure, I'd love to have that hamburger because they're hungry. Do you think you were hungry? I don't know. I felt like I always had to impress people. Like, I think it started with my parents and my dad, especially, put a lot of pressure on me. My mom was like, just be yourself, be, just do your best. And my dad was more so like, get straight A's, win the race, win the competition, first place. And so it was um, more about performance than it was about yeah. relationship. Yeah, relationship wow. didn't really um, matter to me in like cross country, like the other girls that were training, like sometimes if they were going a slower pace, it'd be like, I don't know, I would just be like, oh, you're doing good. And I'd encourage that slower pace just yeah, yeah, because yeah. I wanted to be the best on the team. Even if I wasn't doing the best I could yeah, be, I just, yeah. 
I felt like I always. And had then to if be she best. started to beat you, you'd throw rocks at her or something. Oh yeah, no, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> okay, I mean, did it just get to a point where it started spiraling a little bit, and yeah, you started definitely. doing things you shouldn't be doing? Yeah, well, I mean, there came the age that all girls, I mean, most people just hit where it's like, oh, well, boys. Well, oh. that's interesting. He's cute. So um, I actually got a boyfriend. Um, this is the first serious relationship I'd been yeah. in, and yeah. he's a great guy. Um, well, at the start of it, and then kind of just went a little bit downhill from there, I guess. Um, Why is that? Well, I feel like in the beginning of it, he was, um, I mean, he had started doing drugs and stuff when um, he was in middle school and high school. And yeah. I mean, when we started dating, I said, no, nah, that's not going to be something that I'm going to tolerate. I don't tolerate drinking or, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I still haven't drank to this day, but I have done drugs and yeah. it's because of that influence. Wow. But um, he just started kind of spiraling out of control after he told me, he's like, I feel like I can't do anything with my friends because you said you can't be with me if I do drugs, but this is what my friends are doing. So how am I supposed to still have my friends when yeah. I can't do what they're yeah. doing? And I was like, oh man, I'm being like his mom. That's, wow. I'm wow. being weird. So you start doing things that maybe you weren't supposed to be doing with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Get sexually involved and stuff. Yeah. It was, it was very bad. It's, wow. I would do anything for him to love me and make me feel like I was wanted and accepted. Isn't that funny? I mean, but, mm-hmm. but you had a hunger for wanting to be wanted and accepted. Yeah. Okay. Now tell me a little bit about your parents. Oh, when man. we talk about them <laughs> listening to you and stuff like that. Well, I've always felt like my mom and dad just had these expectations and they had their opinions and they weren't going to change them. It's more so my dad who, I mean, my dad, I love him to death. He's awesome. But whenever I tell him something, it's like, hey, dad, I feel this way. I feel like this is right. I mean, that's just my opinion. And he'll just kind of just mm. slap away my opinion and be like, no, I think that's wrong. Like, you're just wrong because my opinion is different. Like, yeah, yeah. and I know better than you. And yeah. it's like, I had to always accept and agree with what he said. And I feel like as I started getting older, I started developing my own opinions. And yeah. I think that that really conflicted like with our relationship, like it harmed our relationship, wow. me growing wow. with my opinions and like learning more. Which ought to be pretty normal. Oh yeah. I mean, I mean you're a young woman that mm-hmm. you ought to have your own opinions. And, and yeah. I'm sure if we sat here, you know, there's diversity in conversation that you mm-hmm. think one way and I think another, well, that's okay. That's mm-hmm. why we're two different people. Yeah. So there's kind of a normalcy. So it started splitting you and your dad yeah, and pushing you away. Do you think, I mean, have you ever kind of been able to link not being accepted by dad and then doing whatever with somebody else, violating your own values yeah. to get something that maybe you didn't get somewhere else? Yeah. I feel like, um, I mean, my dad loves me. I know my yeah, dad yeah, loves yeah. me. But you can be yourself. No, I can't. Which I works when like you're like under 12 years old. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but you start getting 13, it doesn't work anymore. 13, it was like had a whole new brain, just wow. all these. And I got to go travel. I got to see New York and I got to see all these different things and different people have different opinions, yeah. different styles. So do you think your feelings, I mean, just share an opinion? Because sometimes I, I don't think opinions are either yeah. right or wrong. They just are. Or even feelings. Mm-hmm. They're not right or wrong if I feel one way. Yeah. It just is. I mean, do you feel like you were being told that your feelings and opinions were just wrong? Yeah. And it wasn't just by my dad. Like, it was by my friends, too. Like, I'd go to school, and I mean, usually all kids are accepting of everyone, yeah, yeah. but I kind of started hanging out with the kids that were kind of mean just because I thought yeah. those were the cool kids. Like, I want to be like them. I'm going to be mean, too. So yeah. let's get hang out with the mean kids. And they always told me, like, your hair looks gross like that. Like, I don't like your hair like that. So Real I, negative. I mean, just... 
I didn't think I was being bullied, but I was. Like, mm. it was just this thing where I was like, oh, no, they're just giving me constructive criticism when actually they were just trying to hurt me and put me down. And I thought that they were my friends, but wow. it's just, I mean, in third grade, you don't know the difference, yeah. really. Okay, but, but I mean, look, you got a dad that, that you're saying doesn't listen to you and yeah. tells you you're wrong all the time. And then you got friends around you that are kind of going, hey, I don't like your hair. Hey, I don't mm -hmm. like this. I don't like that. And then yeah. you get in with a young man and, and he'll tell you anything to get what he wants. Mm -hmm. When did you come to the realization that, man, something's just not right? I don't know. I just, before I came to Heartlight, it was more of, oh, I have to give him another chance because I have a hard time. Like I found it difficult mm. to get close to people just because I like don't show people who I like really am. And I don't yeah. get, I don't feel like I can make friends and I just feel like I have to hold people at arm's length. So when I got really close with wow. this boyfriend, I was like, wow, this isn't like a once in a lifetime thing. I'm only going to wow. get close with him. Wow. And yeah, I just, I don't know. I when did the light bulb come on and you go, okay, I'm giving up too much here. Probably last week, actually. Really? <laughs> yeah, I just, um, it's it's been a process. It's been, oh man, it's been a long time. But now I'm like in the mindset at this point in time right now, I'm like, yeah, I just understand that he did things that were wrong and tried to change me. And yeah, it's like, yeah. I shouldn't have to change for anyone. I should be able to hold my standards. And if they don't like me, I mean, that's their issue. Yeah, but I think it's interesting that that, I mean, that's the compassionate side of you coming yeah. out. And then you're doing to him what you would like for someone to have done for you. Yeah. Isn't that funny? So you're doing the very thing that you'd hoped for yourself and you're giving in to him because you wish in one sense that somebody would have given in to you mm -hmm. somewhere along the line. I mean, I think that I love people. I care about people so much. Yeah, like I put yeah. other people before me and it's like, I feel like maybe if I do something for someone, they'll reciprocate and I just want them to like say, hey, I really care about you or thank you so much. Like I love the feeling of someone appreciating me or yeah. like accepting me and making me feel like I'm actually good, like I'm doing a good thing, being yeah. a part of something good. Well, you are. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and here's the thing, the difference is this, is that you want somebody to appreciate you for not what you do, but for who you are. Yeah. And it seems like you're coming to that realization now. So that's kind of cool. Mm -hmm. It's been very long, very long journey of yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And well, you've, you've lived it out a long time. Oh, yeah. So 16 years point. of trying to find out what I'm doing wrong and what I'm doing right. And now I feel like, I mean, when I first got here, it was like none of the girls liked me because they knew I wasn't being myself because I would, wow. I mean, I'd change all the time and I couldn't keep track of who I was trying to act like. So now yeah. it's more of... I can make friends now because I'm going to be myself. And if they don't like me being myself, then that's You know bummer. what? I, I mean, here's the thing. God created you to be authentic. Yeah. And created you with a personality and a mm -hmm. and everything about you. I mean, you were fearfully and wonderfully made. And mm -hmm. the problem is sometimes we don't understand that. And so here you're trying to do all these other things. And I'm going, just be genuine. Just be yeah. authentic. Just be real. And then the real you comes out. I, that's the part I see in you. Yeah. So it's, it's a little bit of surprise that you're sitting here telling me this because I'm going, that's not what I see in you. <laughs> yeah. And that's kind of neat to see the goodness beginning to happen. So that's cool. Yeah. Hey. More of my relationship with God, I feel like, has, yeah. has like helped me with that. So 
Yeah, I think so. Mm -hmm. I think he will. That's his intent. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, thanks for being on the program today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. All right. Bye. Grandparents shape their grandkids' future in a way nobody else can. Their special, unique relationship with their teen grandchildren can be a transformative part of a family's legacy. And it's important for grandparents to understand why and how they can offer their grandkids what no one else can. Mark Gregston is a grandparent, and he shares the techniques he's learned in grandparenting today's teens, which helps grandparents shift their relationship as their grandchildren move into the teen years. In Grandparenting Today's Teens, grandparents will learn to listen better and develop new strategies to stay engaged and have a meaningful influence in the life of their teen grandchildren. Visit ParentingTeenResources.org and get your copy of Grandparenting Today's Teens now. Hey, Brendan, thanks for being a part of the program. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Um, I mean, you're here at Heartlight. How did you end up here at Heartlight? What was going on? Um, Well, things at home just weren't so good. Um, Previously, went to an inpatient treatment facility for drug addiction. Yeah. Um, And when did all that start? When did um, the drug stuff start? Drug stuff started about a few years ago, my freshman year. Um, and now I'm a senior. Yeah. Um, and it just really ramped up and got out of control. Uh, tried to control it, but couldn't. Um, and so my parents, after two drug overdoses and wow, um, counseling and IOP. Yeah. Uh, IOP is what intensive outpatient program. Wow. So it's multiple times a week, like group therapy, and that just wasn't working. Uh, still using, relapsing. So went to inpatient treatment facility. Supposed to be 30 days, but counselors saw fit for me to stay longer. Wow. So I was there for 60 days. Wasn't too happy about that. Um, and actually they recommended me to go to a boarding school right after that. Um, but my parents thought that maybe I could come home and do good. And make it work. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I... I stayed sober for a while. Um, I was going to AA meetings every day. I had a sponsor. Wow. Um, and I was doing all the right things, but what I thought was the problem was the drugs. So before I went to rehab, I was lying. I was being disrespectful to my parents. I was doing all these wrong things, and I thought it was the drugs. So when I got back home, the drugs were out of the picture, but all the other things were still there. Yeah. yeah. So I thought... Oh, if I just minimize the drugs, then everything will be yeah, good. Yeah, be all right. So I didn't really work on all those other problems. I just worked on the drugs, which really yeah. Kinda... You know, yeah, and it's interesting to me that you see a lot of those programs, and what they do is just focus on the drugs. And I'm yeah. going, you know, it's not just the elimination of something yeah. because you're doing that for a reason. There's something that's kind of motivating it. Yeah. When you look back and think, okay. This is why I got so involved in drugs and stuff. What was it? Have you figured that one out yet? Um, I think there's multiple reasons, but I guess it started off as just like out of curiosity. Yeah. Um, I was just curious, and I don't know. I yeah, just curiosity, and I wanted to know what it was like. And then after that, like, I felt like I was super controlled by my parents. So I wanted to escape 
reality. Um, and when I would use drugs, like I felt like I was invincible and on top of the world. Yeah. And I like escaped all their feelings. I didn't have to worry about my parents because uh, I was in my own little world. So to me, that was a lot better than facing reality. Wow. You know, so, I mean, it kind of became that little safe place. Yeah. You know, kind of a retreat. I tell people all the time, you know, create your home to be a retreat from the pressures of life. But when home becomes more of a pressure, everybody's going to get relief some way. Yeah. I mean, and so you just found it in the drug thing. Yeah. Remember the first time you did it? The first time you used any kind of drugs at all? Yeah. Was there a feeling afterwards going, what did I just do? Or did you go, wow, I like this? Um, the first time I ever used, I was like, this is crazy. Because you see it on TV and yeah. movies glorified. And at 15, 14 years old, I was a freshman. And you just did drugs for the first time. You're like, is this real? Like, yeah. it's, yeah. it's kind of crazy. Did you ever think that you would end up doing that? Um, I mean, when you were in like seventh grade, you weren't going, ah, I can't wait to smoke pot. No, but some part of me kind of always like assumed it was going to happen just because I'm a very curious person. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I just wanted to experiment, but I never thought that it would go to the extent that it did. And I never saw it going past marijuana, which wasn't the case. So when you got into trouble with your parents, I mean, things started to spin out of control a little bit. Was it? We got to focus on the drugs because that's what's causing all this. They weren't sure what was going on, but they just knew a lot of things were going on and they just wanted their son back. So they were desperate for any help they could get. And so they tried to do things themselves at first, but that didn't really work out because, I mean, drugs were controlling me. Um, Isn't that funny that you went from... Your parents controlling you to now drugs controlling yeah. you. So you get rid of the drugs and you're not in control of yourself. Does it go back, when you go back home, did it go back on mom and dad to control you? Was the thought, if they control me, or was it their thought that if they just control you and keep you away from drugs and everything would be okay? Um, They tried to control me in a lot of ways and didn't always work out because I was... I didn't like being controlled, yeah. and I wanted to be in control, so we kind of hit heads for a yeah, little bit, yeah. um, which kind of, I'd say, is a reason why I'm here today, because uh, I didn't want to do what they told me to do, and they wanted to, they wanted me to do what they wanted me to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, like, things just started spinning out of control from there, and I was headed down the wrong path again. The wrong path, according to them. Uh, it to, according to them at yeah. first, but looking back on it, like yeah, I was yeah heading in the wrong direction. Yeah, because I mean, I would look and say, I mean, there's a part of it. I go, drugs always has an amazing way of taking you where you don't want to end up, and and it helps you get there pretty fast. But I mean, the fact that you want to be in control of your life—that's really a good thing. You know, yeah. the older you get the less control that mom and dad should have, the more control that you ought to take. And so, I mean, if drugs are controlling you, that, that became your new mommy and daddy. I mean, yeah. and it's, so that gets taken away. And if you haven't built those internal controls, you know, to kind of say, 
stop. Don't do this. This is stupid. No, don't let the curiosity get the best of you. You know, that old saying, curiosity kills the cat, you know, and it does. I mean, they're so curious about everything. They'll die in the process. Yeah. I think we're the same way in one sense that sometimes our curiosity will get us into trouble. And so did you ever figure out what was it that, I mean, do you still need to be controlled? I mean, do you... Have you started to build some things in your life that you're going, you know, I'm really taking control of my life and got things worked out now? Um, yeah, like I'm trying to take control of my life. And what's cool about it is my parents like want to help me control my own life. Cool. Um, so like they're totally supportive um, of whatever direction I want to go in life. Yeah they're, yeah. they're there by my side trying to help me achieve what I want to achieve. Cool. Uh, which eliminates a lot of stress because they're on my team. Yeah which I didn't always think they were. Kind of brings you guys together a little bit, <laughs> yeah, I imagine. Yeah, a lot. Okay, I mean, you're talking to a bunch of parents right now, and uh, because no kids listen to this program. Yeah. But I mean, you're talking to a bunch of parents. What can they do different when they see their child start doing things that you were doing that ended up in a bad place? What can they do to help? What I mean, to help their child? I'd say... a. A big thing was for me at least was um when you go to approach them, don't go with the mindset of we need to punish him. Um, because if you go to punish the kid, they're gonna be a lot less willing to tell yeah. you more because yeah. they're afraid they'll get in trouble. Right. Cause that like for me, I didn't want to get in trouble, so I would say as little as possible to right. stay out of trouble. Right. Um, but if my parents would have come to me like understanding and like you know, you're a teenager, teenagers make mistakes and try and like see it from my side, which is hard to do for a parent. Um, yeah, just like try and help them out. I don't know. Just offer something. Yeah, like yeah. like a helping hand and not like a, you're doing the wrong thing. You need to be doing it this way and this yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It should be like, hey, we know you're doing the wrong thing. What can we do to help? Yeah. And that that would go a long way. Do you think you would have come back and said, "I've got a problem"? You've um, approached that way. Yeah, because after a lot of a lot of times of being approached and stuff hitting the fan, yeah, um, a lot of times finally, like my mom approached me one time, um, and I just kind of like broke down and was like, "I have a serious problem," um, and the wow. kids were telling me at school wow. like. I was going to end up dead soon because, like, I was just not in a good place. something. Yeah, and so finally I just broke down and was like, I can't do this anymore. I have a serious problem. Um, And that was, like, me talking and not my addiction talking. Right, And then, so, yeah. You getting along with your parents okay now? Yeah. You think it's going to be a completely different relationship? Oh, yeah. Good. Yeah. Think you're going to make it so that when you graduate from high school, you can make that transition and do well at the next place that you are? Yeah, um, I'm about to graduate actually yeah. in a few weeks. So, yeah. uh, and they said no matter where I want to go that they'll be there supporting Good. me. So Good. it's, I'm really happy to get going in the next That's step cool. of life because I know cool. they'll be here to help. Yeah, because the way you were going, you may not even have even yeah. made it. Yeah, you know, so. seriously. Well, cool. Yeah. Hey, well, thanks for being on the program. Yeah, no appreciate problem. you and appreciate you sharing your heart. Yeah.
Thanks for listening to Parenting Today's Teens. For more information, visit parentingtodaysteens.org. And to learn more about Heartlight, visit heartlightministries.org. If this podcast has been helpful to your family, please share it or give us a quick rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Of course, you can listen to Parenting Today's Teens wherever you listen to podcasts. Join us tomorrow for another great episode. We'll talk to you then.